part of the, of the project, which is all about the, the uh, outgoing payments, is that it's suddenly you're getting information on things on which you had no information before. So payments, international payments used to be a black hole. You used to send uh, payments into the ether and hope for the best. Uh, so these days are gone. Uh, now the corporates can get from all of their banks in a consistent fashion straight into their systems. So in a fully automated fashion, uh, they can get information about the status of these payments. And that's Mark Delbert, Global Head of Corporates and Trade at SWIFT, talking about the very usable power of GPI for corporates. Hello, I'm Tom Alford from Treasury Today Group Editorial, and welcome to this Treasury Today Group podcast. In this episode, we'll be exploring the latest Treasury-specific developments of SWIFT's Global Payments Initiative, GPI, and its corporate-specific incarnation, GPI for Corporates, or GPI4C. To get to the heart of the matter, I'm joined by Eric Bale, Director, Head of Global Transaction Banking, UK, Societe Generale, and Marc Delbert, Global Head of Corporates and Trade at SWIFT. With SWIFT mandating universal confirmations for all banks in November 2020, greater GPI adoption is anticipated. With this in mind, we'll be taking a look at where GPI4C is now and where it goes next. On the way, we'll be tackling some of the big questions that treasurers have about the real-time tracking and tracing of their payments. Before we dive into the detail, let's hear from SWIFT's Mark Delbert, who can give us a quick update on the GPI story so far. So the, the, the first part of the GPI for corporate service, which is called Pay and Trace, you know, went live indeed in in the uh, middle of last year, 2019. Uh, we, it really hit the floor running because we got uh, all of the early adopters uh, that had uh, pushed uh, the, the value of the solution to their banks and vendors. So we got very, very quickly from, from the onset a, a strong community effect uh, for the uh, early adopters uh, because the corporates are really the ones that are leading the charge. So the corporates have the need and the dynamics that we're seeing is that the corporates are pushing the banks uh, to get uh, the service available to them and are, get, are, are requiring um, enablement from their vendors. So the TMS vendors, uh, the treasury management systems, have a, a very important role to play because th- these are the ones that are providing uh, the uh, experience uh, to the, to the uh, end corporate. So we, we, we're very, very happy with the initial pickup um, and, uh, and, and we're seeing you know, every day you know, new subscribers on the corporate front, on the banking front and new vendors in, enabling it. Of course, GPI4C adds an exciting new twist to the existing model, as Mark explains. The GPI for corporates programs is about automation for multi-bank corporates, right? So uh, GPI as a program in general has been providing value to corporates, you know, way before we launched GPI for corporates, because the way it works is that the banks now have more information about uh, these international payments and can provide this information through their own channels. So banks have been doing that uh, for quite some time now by integrating uh, GPI value into, for example, the e-banking portals or their own channels. Uh, and, but GPI for corporates is really about being able for corporates that are dealing with multiple banks internationally to get all of this information in one single place straight into the treasury system. So that has been really the defining factor. With that uptick in activity, I asked Mark what sort of feedback SWIFT is seeing from GPI participants. 
So the feedback we, we're getting on, on this first part of the, of the project, which is all about the, the uh, outgoing payments, is that it's suddenly you're getting information on things on which you had no information before. So payments, international payments used to be a black hole, you used to send uh, payments into the ether and hope for the best. Uh, so these days are gone. Uh, now the corporates can get from all of their banks in a consistent fashion straight into their systems. So in a fully automated fashion, uh, they can get information about the status of these payments. So if there is something that goes wrong, they can uh, then take action. And of course, if, so, if everything goes right, then they can you know, take it off their to-do list and, and be happy with that. So the visibility that corporates are getting on these uh, outgoing uh, international payments is new. Uh, and it's something which is very, very much appreciated if uh, you are, uh, you know, routinely sending uh, large uh, international payments uh, to either your, your, your subsidiaries within your groups or to your, to your, your providers or, or, or counterparties. The first part of the program, which is now live, has been live for, for about six months, uh, is all about the outgoing payments and now we're working on the incoming payments, so which is the next big phase of, of, the, um, of the program. So this is progressing very, very well. There is even more appetite for the incoming payments uh, than for the outgoing payment status. Um, the reason is that, of course, people prefer to receive money than to send money. Um, and in particular, uh, you, you're able, when you have more visibility on incoming payments, to have a better forecast uh, for your cash uh, so you can see uh, when payments are going to come and in case there is a problem again you can take uh, corrective action uh, early and, 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 and fix it by talking to your correspondent. Now the real goal for the banking community is to onboard as many corporate clients as it can. Societe Generale or SOCGEN has been part of the GPI story since the beginning. Eric Bale updated me on how the bank is progressing the case for GPI 4C. First, he talks about uptake before explaining SOCGEN's current GPI offer. At the moment, we have 12 countries that are live. Russia was live, went live in November 2019. In 2020, we scheduled to have Asia New York, Luxembourg, Romania and Czech Republic going live. As for Africa, well, this is where we go on the back of a universal confirmation. It is at the moment being studied. Uh, it is obviously a strength for us, Africa, but we need to study what we are going to do. So AG at the moment has more than 200 uh, currency corridors uh, live on GPI. In 2019, we went live on the reporting through host to host. So this is for large and mid caps. And the channels are FTP, SFTP, SwiftNet, EBIX. And the idea is that we send a PSR GPI, PSR, Payment Status Report, specifically with the GPI information. All the data of a tracker is in the PSR under standard specifications, which makes it a multi-bank offer, meaning that whoever, whatever their bank, the customers are going to receive the same information uh, in the same format. AG was one of the first banks to offer this. So the next step now is that we expect the same push on the vendor side to develop the interface for corporates to be able to integrate automatically and, uh, with a standard specification the PSR that we are going to send them. 
The banks are keen to maintain momentum and SOCGEN is pressing ahead. Here's Eric again on the bank's plan for 2020. In 2020, we are going to develop the reporting on the web banking portal called Global Cash. So basically, there's a, a follow-up payment page. Within this page, there's going to be a GPI tab. When the customer clicks on it, it will open a window with a GPI tracker. We are at the moment finalizing the screenshot, so I'm confident that it's going to come out very soon. Both reporting may be host-to-host or web banking or real-time. The teams from SWIFT, the banks, the corporates and the vendors who've been working on GPI all know they have a winner and they all appear keen to be pushing the usability and scope of GPI 4C. I wanted to know what's coming next. First, here's Eric highlighting Sotgen's development pipeline. Well, for the future, the big thing is the SWIFT release. We already talked about it. The second thing in terms of offer is the tracker for beneficiaries, meaning that our customer will have the ability to send an hyperlink with a tracker to the beneficiaries of their payments. It means that the beneficiaries, even if they are not customer of SG, will be able to track in real time the payments due to them. Here we are really into the Amazon DHL uh, tracking system. The second thing is inbound tracking. So this is part of a G4C initiative. So the, the first stream was pay and trace, that was last year. The second stream is called inbound tracking. At the moment, it's a proof of concept. So the idea is that our clients, so the client of SG, will be able to track all the information on their payments that are due for them in the system. And now over to Mark at SWIFT. So as part of GPI for corporates in particular, we are really focusing on, on automation of the information about these international payments, right? We're doing that for outgoing payments, as I've said. We're doing that for incoming payments now, which is, which is what we're currently working on, again, in a co-creation mode. Uh, we are working on, on different connectivity solutions. So we are uh, expanding the service to also work with APIs uh, on top of messages, uh, which makes it easier to integrate this kind of payment status in all kinds of, of different business processes. So it makes it less tied to a specific ex execution of payments, but you know, gives you more decoupling, if you want, uh, from, from, uh, from your information systems. With the advent of APIs in the corporate banking sector, I asked Eric to elaborate on their value in GPI 4C terms. Banks are working to be able to deposit the GPI information onto their API portal so that any vendor can come, retrieve the GPI information from all the banks and deliver it in a standard format with standard specification to their customer. This is really going to make the offer multi-bank. So the vendor will centralize the GPI request and the delivery will become completely bank agnostic. It will be simpler for customer, but we wait for vendors to deliver. The core GPI program is also the subject of continued improvement, as Mark explains. Uh, we are pushing the envelope quite a fair bit in terms of uh, something called pre-validation, uh, which is all about providing, uh, before you're sending the payment, um, more information about successful execution of that payment by, for example, uh, 
checking with the beneficiary bank that the account can be credited, that you have the right name uh, for the account owner, uh, checking that you have all of the right um, data requirements filled in for sending payments to specific countries. So making sure that you have uh, the right you know, corporate number, you know, if you want to send a payment to Russia or a purpose code or, you know, all of this information is, is really what we're looking at from a pre-validation point of view. And the goal is very simple. It's really to get out of the way anything that can go wrong before you push the, the, the button to send the payment. With several diverse groups involved in the programme, I wanted to know if progress had ever been subject to different end goals. With Swift in the chair, Mark says not. Whether you talk to banks or to corporates, you, you, you're getting pretty much the same, the, same, the same type of answer. So banks are not going to do work you know, if it doesn't benefit their end customers. right? So all of the discussions we have with banks is about being able to provide a better level of service to their customers. If you're looking at, at areas you know, where, where, where customers or corporates are uh, asking for better service or for more, so anything that has to do with visibility on what's going on is very important. Um, increasing your chances of ST, your chances of STP is, is 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 very important as well. So if you can make sure that payment is going to get rejected at the end of the chain, that has a lot of value uh, for corporates. Um, we we have features like the ability to stop a payment if you've made a payment, for example, to uh, incorrectly. That's something we've provided to banks initially but then banks are trying to push that into the channels as well. Same thing, you know, if you're a corporate, you've done a, a payment incorrectly. Uh, I was talking to, uh, to, to a large Swiss corporate, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they had made a, a, an important you know, payment to, to Singapore in Swiss francs by mistake, you know. Uh, fortunately, they, they saw it fast enough and that they could correct it. But if you don't, you know, the amount of, uh, of, trans of, of FX fees that you might have on a payment like that, you know, might really you know, be quite significant. Uh, so the ability to stop things like that would be quite useful. Um, more, more importantly, again, on the, on the corporate front, uh, front uh, there is a lot of appetite to find better solutions to combat fraud, uh, in particular supply fraud. So making sure that, you know, nobody has hacked into your supply database and is, is getting you to send money through all kind of social engineering maneuvers uh, to the wrong account. So anything that we can do centrally by working with our banking community to provide more uh, certainty that everything is legit uh, is very, very you know, in demand from a corporate point of view and of course for the banks that, that serve them. As a very good idea, competition will surface, and in GPI's case, Ripple's blockchain solution springs to mind. Swift's view of the race to be the solution of choice is understandably optimistic. Of course there is always competition. Um, the edge that we have in this area is that we have an incredible reach with the, with the Swift network, right? So, if you want to design a good customer experience top-down, in the lab, it's pretty easy, right? So because, you know, payments fundamentally are not something very, very hard. You know, uh, it's getting hard when you need to go through all of the details of the execution and the local regulations and the compliant aspects and all of that, uh, that's getting harder. But being able to transfer money from one point to another, if you're looking at it from a very conceptual point of view, is not very hard. If you want to be able to do that across, you know, the whole industry, 
uh, then then of course you know your theoretical models about how things might work are getting challenged in terms of adoption uh, in terms of support by by regulators in terms of support on the ground by uh, actors that are able to execute things right um, so I think that where we where, where we can make the biggest difference with with GPI and the approach overall uh, has always been about how can we do things at scale you know how can we um, provide a new discipline, if you want, for the financial services industry to collaboratively provide a high level of service to their customers. That's really what we stand behind. So what GPI has all been about has been about identifying bad market practices. One issue is, is the, um, the uh, modification of remittance information. So if a bank across the chain uh, is starting to use a remittance information field to fill in some bank-specific instructions because that's convenient for processing. That has a net effect uh, uh, of, of uh, disrupting the reconciliation processes on the corporate side. Right? So that's really bad from an end customer point of view. So that's part of the core SLA of, of GPI. You, you shall not you know, uh, 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 modify um, uh, remittance information if you want. And of course, you know, we, 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 we love that there are all kinds of new entrants coming up and, and challenging the banking industry because this is what's giving energy uh, and, and incentives for the banking industry to actually go through these transformation programs. So that's what we're seeing on the, on the competition uh, front. It's a rare thing in a cut and thrust world of business to achieve something truly collaborative. The GPI has seen banks, SWIFT, technology vendors and corporates all pulling in the same direction. Could GPI 4C be a model for future cooperation? Here's Eric. Absolutely. Uh, banks have had a tendency in the past to develop products and solutions in vitro without acid testing the project with their customers to ensure it was meeting their needs. Uh, as resources are scarce, customer needs are evolving more and more towards retail needs they want anywhere, anytime, speed, reliability, user-friendly, banks have to develop solutions in an agile mode. That's exactly what happened with GPI, and that's what made a success. We work together with Swift, with banks, and with corporates, and with vendors to make it a success. This explains the deployment. Having seen GPI become its most successful product to emerge in many years, is Swift in the mood for more collaboration? For Mark, yes but with some exceptions. It really depends on what you're trying to achieve. You know, if you want to, to uh, provide a large-scale transformation you know, of a whole industry, uh, there are not that many ways in which you can go after that, right? So uh, if you want to provide a, a product on your, on your corner of the world in isolation and so on, there's probably less need for having this, this uh, uh, overall uh, collaborative approach. I do believe that uh, when you're looking at the challenges that are facing the industry today, a lot of these challenges are, are very fundamental in nature and require collaboration and require new ways of working uh, to be able to overcome them. So if you're looking at that from a change management point of view, of course, you, know, you need to work, in, work with all of the players as early as possible uh, in the cycle, making sure that everybody is clear about the intent does it make sense? Is that a desirable outcome? Uh, will I be better off, you know, if this thing succeeds? 
uh, and you need to get uh, the whole chain with you because you know anyone not pushing with you will push against you, right? And if you if you want to be able to do this this sort of la large scale transformations, you absolutely need to uh, to be continuously uh, in sync with all of these market actors uh, to be able to do this kind of collaborative innovation. So that was Mark Delbert, Global Head of Corporates and Trade at SWIFT, wrapping up this look at GPI4C and the development of real-time track and trace payments for corporates. My thanks to our guests, Eric Bale, Director, Head of Global Transaction Banking UK, Societe Generale, and of course Mark Delbert, Global Head of Corporates and Trade at SWIFT. I'm Tom Alford, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this Treasury Today group podcast. You can hear more of our podcasts and read in depth about the issues we've spoken about on our website, treasurytoday.com, and through your preferred social media platform.